0: Why does deception often look so good? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay.
1: Later in the show, you'll hear from Kate Waddell, who was on our previous show, She was betrayed into prostitution from a boyfriend who she thought loved her.
0: And I think that deception is a hard thing for all of us because honestly, if we knew someone was going to deceive us, we wouldn't even get in that relationship or friendship. And I know for me, I've been deceived and then betrayed. And it's a very painful thing Mm. when that happens.
1: Yeah. And I think people often associate deception with evil. And with deception, people think that it's going to look something bad. Like you'll be able to recognize evil for evil. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear of children's bedtime stories and we hear of like the wolf and the three little pigs and the wolf, you know, he's evil. He comes out as evil. He's going to blow the roof down Right. and he's an intimidator. And so when we grow up, we think, oh yeah, evil will just display itself as evil.
0: So we'll know it's obvious, like the bad guy, the good guy. But really, it doesn't happen that way.
1: Well, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Mm. See, even the root of evil and deception, he himself tries to look good. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that we think might be good out there can be drugs, mm-hmm. drinking, all these types of things look so nice, so good, so mm-hmm. innocent can actually be Not so good.
0: And we've had people on our show where they thought, well, I'll just go to a party. I'll have a little bit of this pot or I'll have a little bit of this, whatever it is, the drug of choice that night. And then they end up consuming it and getting addicted. And they've said, these are the devil's candies because it entices them. It looks good, but they're being deceived. And so I really believe it's important that we submit to God and ask Him, Lord, what is it you have for me in my life? Is this going to be a good relationship, a good friendship, a good business partnership? Please open my eyes and give me discernment. And if you need that, call out to God and He will help you to know right from wrong and good from evil. Let's hear from Kate Waddell after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us once again is Kate Waddell, and she was sharing with us how she ended up in the sex industry. It was never something she intended to do. She grew up in a very difficult situation, losing her dad at a young age, and thought he was out partying just for her to deal with things she was in denial She ended up in beauty school, was a singer, and part of that was trying to find her dad. She ended up on drugs, and then she got sex trafficked when she went to Hollywood and thought, you know what, I'll just do this for a little while. But then she was about to get into being a stripper. We're going to hear more from her right now. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, so I understand that, you know, it was really tough for you losing your dad and you were trying to find him through music and deep down, you know, he died, but there was a part of you that hoped he was still alive. You had an early memory of picking him up at a strip club and there was some type of connection. Can you tell me a little bit about the emotions that you felt as a child and how that went through into your adulthood?
2: Well, I think, you know, just any child is longing for that father to speak into their life and to affirm them and tell them who they are and Even though he wasn't around to do that, I was trying to fulfill that in my own way. I just wanted to know that I was doing something that would have made him happy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. some way of connecting with who he was.
0: Wow. And so you went to Hollywood to stay with one of your friends and realized he was addicted to drugs. You too were also on drugs. Tell me a little bit about the drugs that you had and why you were in drugs.
2: Well, I think, you know, everyone starts out just wanting to see what it's about, but the truth is it becomes a source of numbing out and a way to disassociate from whatever pain you're feeling, whatever disappointment that you have, maybe for yourself, for your life, where you're at, the goals and dreams that you have aren't coming true or you haven't seen them. And a lot of times that's when people turn to drugs. I know I did. I turned to them just to completely disassociate. You know, it started out just having a good time with friends, but after a while, you're doing drugs by yourself. Then Mm -hmm. it's just completely to disassociate. Mm -hmm. You know, I started out with doing cocaine and then I started smoking crack later, lacing our joints with angel dust.
0: Wow. Wow. What a hard thing to go through because it wasn't what you were wanting. In fact, you knew there was more to your life than what you were involved with. And you were going through depression and you ended up being sex trafficked. Tell me a little bit about how you ended up on the front doorstep of someone's house and you had no money and you said, okay, I'm just going to do this.
2: Yeah. So I came to Hollywood to pursue music. And I knew one person out here that I had also worked in the music business with he said, well, you can stay with me for the night. But the next morning when his girlfriend showed up, he made a phone call to someone and said, yeah, get in the car, I have somewhere you can go. And so we got in the car and we drove up to the Hollywood Hills and pulled up in front of a house. And the guy said to me, this is where you can stay. This is the house you can stay in. You can even drive this car in exchange for sex. Welcome to L.A well, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, where am I going to go? I have no car, I have no money. And so I convinced myself, you know, in the past, you've given it away to someone for free. So just deal with it and do it. Mm. But it's not what I wanted to do. It's not where I wanted to be. And I had too much shame to call home. I knew that my poor mom, she was a widow and didn't have a lot of money. She wasn't going to bail me out or be able to, and it would have just Wrecked her heart. And so I just said, I've got to deal with this on my own and I can get myself out of this. But getting myself out of this would take 10 years. Wow. And I had no idea the quicksand that I was walking into. Oh.
0: Oh, And so you ended up meeting some girls, looked like they were, you know, well off and they were strippers. And you became a stripper, hoping you would do it just for a little time so that you can make some money. But it ended up being a long while. Tell me a little bit about what that was like for you.
2: You know, it feels like I'm talking about somebody completely different. Sometimes it's just hard to imagine I feel like I've lived so many lifestyles, so many lifetimes, Yeah. but it's really interesting that when you're talking about something like this, it does really take you back. And when anyone is talking to someone about things like this, you're so close to re-traumatizing someone. You have to relive the trauma in order to tell the story. I've been telling the stories for a while now, so I'm okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But I'm just saying it really is hard to go back into those places and it does feel like you're talking about somebody completely different. Wow. But yes, I went to work in these strip clubs, and I was very lonely. I mean, I'm a Southern girl, and I'm out here in Hollywood, and it's a completely different group of people, completely different pace of life. And one night, a guy came in, and he would come frequent the club quite often, and he was from actually another country. He was from Nigeria, and he said to me, I'm here also by myself. I'm here also without my family, and I understand how it must be for you. And he would talk to me every night and he never treated me like the other customers. You know, I was just so sick of the men, so sick of the whole thing. It just was a business, just trying to make the money. And I would look forward to him coming in. He would always come in and sit in the back and treat me differently than everyone else. He wasn't there for a lap dance or for anything else. And he was started to bring me nice gifts and came from the angle of, I know what it's like to be alone and to be homesick. And that was something I hadn't heard from anybody. And he was basically like, you know, we can be there for each other. He asked me after coming in for months, he asked me if I wanted to move in with him. I had been making money living in and out of hotels. I would rent a place for a month and then I would move out and go somewhere else and travel to different cities also, not just Hollywood and different clubs to work at. And so he knew I had been on the go a lot and he offered me to live with him. In my mind, I guess I created some kind of fantasy that this was going to be some sense of home, some sense of belonging. So I agreed to do that. Now, looking back, I can see clearly that I was being groomed, perfectly groomed, that he was a pimp. And I did move into his house. He had a huge house and he had a bodyguard. He appointed a driver for me. So I was no longer driving myself. He would have someone drive me to work. And then after a while, the driver would ask for the money at the end of the night. And he would say that this guy's name had told him that they were going to help me and that he was going to take it to the bank. And they were going to help me with putting myself, you know, in a position where I could start to save money and do some other things with my life, start to pursue acting and singing and pursue things that I really wanted. He was going to help me. So selling me the dream.
0: Mm, That's so hard. And there's so many people who just really want to get somewhere in life and some will do anything they can and do whatever it takes to get there. As we're hearing, there was a lot of steps that you took that you never knew you would. And unfortunately, you got deceived and betrayed and how painful and what a heartache. We're going to find out more about what that led to as you unveil your testimony to all of us. And we appreciate you sharing this. And we're going to pray for those right now. We're going through this in their own life where they've come to a place where they're not where they want to be, and maybe they've been deceived or betrayed. And we're going to have you back on our next show, Kate. Thank you.
1: You know, what's so interesting in this story is that as many of us all, we get sold like a hope, a picture of some type of dream. And sometimes our hearts, we don't know what we're looking for, but we're looking for something and it seems so right. It sounds so right only to find out later that it's something totally different. Mm -hmm. How many of us go through something like that? Maybe not as extreme as Kate, but I think we all have gone through certain situations like this. And it's like the world, you know, the Bible says that this world is sold over Mm -hmm. to the enemy, which Mm. is the devil. And the truth is there's only one who has the best vision and plan for you. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus... We just take a moment to open up this time of prayer and just say, Lord God, for the person who's saying, you know, in life, I'm full of disappointments. I don't know where to go. And I need something. Jesus, that's something we believe is you. We know it's you. So Jesus, we take a moment to receive you, to believe in you, and to ask you, Lord God, for supernatural divine guidance. To throw away all the hopes and the dreams and the wishes of the world, Mm -hmm. but just to trust solely in You. Yes. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. If you're striving and just flailing around, trying to figure things out, call out to Jesus because He can and He will help you. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.